Okay, with uh, Miklovia Martel, the director, and Michael Potter, the producer, Tracks is the short film, Amsterdam film. Really, uh, kind of really stunning, uh, visually stunning film. Nicely produced, in ten minutes. It's uh, it's really it's about the Stumbling uh, Stones project to honor Holocaust victims in Amsterdam. So, for people who don't know, I guess they, there's like on the um, when their people are walking, there's like stones that they they create to honor victims almost like a like a hollywood walk of fame obviously more important than that but almost like kind of that, that concept i guess right to read just to make sure that holocaust victims are remembered really great it's amazing that you like how many like how much information uh as an myself and an audience included like how much we learn just from the from the process of making it but also the the, the thematic importance of it so I'm just curious, how did this film start? Where did you guys meet this gentleman and how did it all come together? Kind of an open-ended question. Yeah, so the- First of all, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, 100%. Yes. Oh, okay, because I'm frozen on this side. I, uh, we see you frozen on our side too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but we see you. So, okay. So, um, yeah, so in terms of the, uh, the idea for the film, uh, my wife and uh, Margaret McCarthy and myself were the two producers of the film. And we actually lived uh, on the canal that we ended up doing that project with. So when we we just had this epiphany that, hey, there were probably so many victims, you know, during the war. And now you go to Amsterdam. It's a gorgeous place, fantastic architecture. You know, you, you still feel the golden era from the 1600s. But we just wanted to remind people that, you know, um, that while they enjoy all that beauty that, you know, these things, these bad things happened. And um, the the original person that came up with the Stumbling Stone project is a German um, uh, sculptor who's based in Berlin. And his name is uh, Gunter uh, Deming. And Gunter, uh, basically, this is the world's largest distributed uh, project anywhere for for honoring people. It's a, it's a fantastic project, uh, mostly all over Europe. But just starting in the Netherlands and just starting in some of the other uh, European countries. So who who funds like who who pays for all the. So um, it, it's interesting in Europe, there's a bunch of different models and sometimes the local cities feel responsible and the local cities uh, pay for it. And uh, in a place like Amsterdam, it's actually the victims. Uh, it, well, it's people who want to honor a specific person, usually the descendants or the family members. So that, that's how it's usually uh, done. And in this particular project, we didn't we didn't go deep into it with this film. We really wanted to um, uh, inspire people to adopt a street or adopt a canal. And so this was the first effort to try to uh, inspire people. So we really uh, you know, did some crowdfunding. We, we secured the funding for that. And then we did the the difficult part, which was to do all the research to reach out and to try to find those very, very few victims. I mean, you know, these these people are getting on there uh, yeah. in years uh, and also their family members so that they could be there when the stones were uh, placed, uh, were placed in front of the homes. That's amazing. Yeah, because it's it's like it, it just sets up the legacy. I love like this. Uh, we can get to the direction in a second. So. McLovia, so you, when did you come aboard the project? Well, Michael had been talking about it for a while and I, you know, it, it, it was just a beautiful um, idea he had. So I just, uh, you know, went to Amsterdam and saw, I, you know, I really didn't know, you don't know what it's like until you see it. 
and until you meet the artist, Alexander, and when you see the, the man putting the stones in the street, I thought it was just this meditative uh, act of, you know, cleaning them and, you know, digging out the, the bricks and then putting them in. And I just thought it was so beautiful, you know, to honor these people. And there were so many that were that were murdered in Amsterdam. You, I had no idea it was 104,000. So this process was was very beautiful, and I thought it was very beautiful to capture. Yeah, um, one, of the thing, and one, of the thing, and one of the things that we don't, uh, you know, it, it, when you do a project like this, it's kind of a white canvas. You don't sometimes you don't know where to start, and you know, there's yeah, many, that was many, my follow up. Yeah, <laughs> there's many many hours of footage, and then you know, uh, but I, it's one of the things that was hard to communicate, but um, was just how much everybody, you know. There were about 15 people there who participated in this project and everybody was so deeply touched. And, you know, it's, you know, if, if people had tried to do this project 20 years ago, um, the Dutch people weren't ready for it. The victims weren't ready for it, the victims family, but there's this magic moment and, and, and it's kind of hard mm -hmm. to explain, but everyone mm -hmm. has now got to this point where they're ready to uh, recognize this, accept it and to honor people. And people came out of houses to talk to us. We had people who, uh, you know, were, were family members, people who uh, whose parents might have been in the resistance. Uh, one, one woman in particular came out of the house and told a story about her father who had hidden Jews but had been caught and the Gestapo had broken his jaw and knocked his teeth out. And she was still living in that same house that, uh, that we had honored in this project. Yeah, so a lot of people... Just don't know that you you just don't know all, all the history behind it. And uh, Doctor uh, Bienen was that her name? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, she's just it, it was just history repeats itself. And you know, if you want to make a change through history, you have to look back and see what you can change. Yeah, and, and that particular that was that, a big point to me. Yeah, that particular house she she rents it to mostly. Um, uh, it has different floors and she rents it to different international people. And when we showed up to put the stone in front of the house, she had already built kind of like an altar and she had photographs of the people who had been victims there. But people who were renting her house nowadays in contemporary times, uh, there's a family from Japan, a family from the United States. And and it, people, it was such a solemn moment, you know, because, you know, we you know, this kind of crazy group rolls up and we had the uh, the workers from the city of Amsterdam. We started installing. People came out, they lit candles and it was just so magical. And, you know, when you do a project like this, we we if we if we could have imparted just a, a small part of that just amazing spirit and um, excitement and we, we would have done it. But but then we felt like we would have been pulled away from the story. So. I think the way it ended up was incredibly poetic. It was really, really beautiful. But there were these other things that, uh, because because it was a short, that uh, maybe others will pick up where we left off. So I just want to jump back to what you were talking about. Like like you said that 20 years ago, that people weren't ready to talk. And just from, from my context, in the last few years, I've seen probably like four or five documentary films from from Holocaust survivors who are now talking and they're making they're they're being interviewed for these document these amazing documentaries and they weren't ready to talk until now when they're they're in their 80s and 90s and so I'm just curious why 
why because you said there's a there's been this renaissance this surge what why is there been a change in the last 20 years as, as you described well i i think that you know the stone project in particular is such um it's such a public project and um and it really brings people together but i think that also like you said um you know the stereotype of a lot of these victims were was so terrible that they don't they don't want to relive it it's obviously yeah. ptsd but they also don't want to get their kids depressed you know they they i think they want their kids to be positive about humanity and they don't want this to taint them but i think i think people do feel responsibility in the sense that they don't want this to happen again and they just want people you know and and it, it, currently there's been a lot of nationalistic movements uh, in north america and mm -hmm. europe and i think people are sensitive to that but i think in particular the the uh, citizens of europe have now got enough distance you know they don't feel guilt that it was their generation gotcha. and, and i think and i think that they're saying hey we're we're ready to accept and recognize this and um you know it, it's you know celebrate the memories but but definitely not celebrate that part of history and and people there really really was a special moment and i think the other thing about the the particular moment that we choose chose to shoot it in the springtime there it's just a you know when you come out of winter everybody in europe is so friendly and they really want to do things so all of a sudden you know you know it's a gorgeous day and and you have a film crew and you're going down these canals and 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 people wanted to participate they want to reach out they want to say this is fantastic you know we wondered you know and or we had heard rumors that there might have been people and i think that that just made it incredibly special for us and i think that's what makes in a sense, this art project that Gunter Deming originally came up with, and now, as as McClovia mentioned, uh, we uh, he now has a, an apprentice. They're, you know, trying to commemorate six million people. Each letter being done by hand is physically impossible. So, really, this next kind of level is trying to train up these apprentices so that we can rapidly, hopefully, be before uh, too much time goes by. Yeah, just in Amsterdam, uh, Alexander said he, it'll be the next 80 years for him working. Next 80 years. Yeah, yeah the next 80 years. Yeah, and it's also celebrating their names. You know, mm. that makes the, the name is what, in Jewish tradition, that's how they live on with their name. 100%. So, it just the, the, like cuz it's, it's so interesting that you said that it's like the, the it's like it's not never one, just one thing it's always kind of a bunch of things like the nationalistic movement and people there there's a gentleman that that who's a who's a survivor he's in his 90s he's doing a tour through the United States and he had there was a picture of him as a child he was like 6 years old in Auschwitz and there was like there was all these like and he was one of the one of the only survivors in the picture and he found that his daughter found the the picture on a Holocaust denying website and saying that this was, this is stock photos and they took, they, they manipulated this photo and he never talked about it for 80 and 80 years of his life. And that just lit a fire under him. And yeah. now he's doing tours and talking about it. And he finally yeah. came, went through, like went through that little chisel wall that he had. And he, because of that pit, because he was so angry that his picture was on this site. Right. So yeah. I could, I could, I could imagine. We we know a woman who's 102, soon to be 103. That was, uh, she was a spy. She's French, French Jewish, and she and she has an amazing story. But Michael introduced me to her, and She's there's all great. these stories. There's so many yeah. stories. 
She we're didn't talk about it for a long time. We're trying to work on the stones for her project, and we're trying to do it as quick as possible. She'll be 103 in April. So this, <laughs> this is an okay. So let's talk about the direction because it's a it's a kind of a uh, really nicely put together film uh, with a strong thematic, but nicely shot. So you start with the artist. Uh, uh, so I'm just curious, like you guys kind of said Alexander. that. With, you start with the Alexander, but what was, did you have a plan? It, like when you were started, before you started shooting, did you start like, did you write like a loose script about where you wanted to go? Like, what was your plan of attack, so to speak, to, to make this uh, documentary? Was well, it always going to be 10 minutes? Up, like, you uh, lined up the people to come and for the stones. And there was quite a few people in two yeah, days. Yeah. And also, you know, one, one of the important decisions we made was like, hey, we need the crew to follow us. Uh, along the canals as we walk and we put these things in. And um, we had crew members who said, look, this is the craziest thing. This will never work. It's way too noisy. You can never get these shots on the canal. This is a disaster. <laughs> but I mean, you know, but we didn't have much of a choice. We had to stick with it. And then we had, we did do the research on, uh, of all the 70 stones that were laid, we did research on trying to find all descendants and family members. Oh, wow. And so they were all invited. They were all invited to come and to see the placement of those stones. And, you know, that was part of the, um, you know, the magic um, and the power for, for certainly, you know, even, even for us just in the, in the street, but we also wanted to try to capture some of that uh, in, in the film itself. It, it was shot really in two days, everything. So you you start the film with the with the with, with Alexander and you like you show the process like the meticulous process of him mm -hmm. making the film. How was he like? How was he that like, you kind of went into his in, into his creative space? How was he filming? Was he okay with everything that you were doing? Because you got he's some very, he's amazing. Very friendly. He's very friendly, and he uh, yeah he has a little studio at the Got Got Institute. And uh, we went in there and we just started filming him and to see the process, you know, and I knew that for me, in my eyes, I wanted a thread of, of, of his building these stones throughout the whole film. So from beginning to end. Yeah. And then the ending with him talking about the, the sh to clean them, to make them shiny. I thought that was a perfect ending. So we did come in really, metaphor, really, yeah. yeah, we came in really, really tight on um, a lot of the craftsmanship and you know, we had a few artists who were part of, uh, you know, they, they were, um, you know, in a sense, audience members. They were they were uh, just there to, um, you know, participate. Um, but but that was the one thing that we heard over and over and over again was just the power of the craftsmanship. And that really is what anchored this film was just starting with that and then building on that. And I think yeah. Ovi did a great job and Pierre, um, our uh, cinematographer, cameraman, really did a, a a fantastic job really coming in super super tight and really just getting the meticulousness with the hands and i think you know in a lot of other documentaries there's so much time generally spent on you know the talking heads so this is a little bit different just trying yeah. to anchor it in the physical part of it no and it's it's like it's like it's kind of shot like a fly in the wall in a sense we're like we're just kind of in, in we're in in their world i guess right you're not staging really much and so and that's what I mean. he, he, yeah, he talks about the machine way that they were killed and he and their process is by hand. It's the complete opposite. You know, it's very uh, uh, handmade. It's a slow process, but it's it's there's beauty in that. There's because yeah, there's originality to it, I guess. Right. It's not mm -hmm. manufactured. 
Yeah. 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 And I mean, uh, you know, trying to commemorate 6 million people. I mean, if you did it with a 3D printer, you could do it super efficiently. But this is this is the contrarian. This is the artist inspiration. This is a each one is a piece of art and each one is a meditation. Each letter is hit with a hammer and then they we the, the next letter is picked up. And he spells it backwards. Yeah. So really, really powerful. And and it's and, and that's an art and a technique because um, you know, I mean, you have to ruin many, many brass plaques before you're able to get to that. And um that that's the power that's the power of remembrance. And 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 just a quick note, you know, um over the weekend, um, you know, NASA every year has a um, a memorial for remembrance for those astronauts that were killed uh, exploring space. And so there's been about 17 astronauts that have, uh, that have died. Uh, and one and one and one of the missions, the Columbia mission, where seven astronauts were killed when the space shuttle crashed. Mm-hmm. We had some really interesting uh, astronauts, but one of them was Israel's first uh, astronaut, Elon Ramon, and uh, both his parents were Holocaust survivors. But um, they did a, a commemorative cer- ceremony in Florida, and uh, astronaut Nicole Stott, who um, who's, has seen a preview of this film, she was so touched by the Jewish tradition of um, people are able to continue to stay alive as long as their name stays alive. And she really, she, she talked about this film, uh, and it, you know, specifically talked about tracks and talked about the power of remembrance and from her point of view, she said, looking at the earth from space, that earth itself oftentimes is illuminated and shines like a Stolperstein itself, you know, like one of the stumbling stones. And she just and she one of the things that really touched her was in the Jewish tradition that when when someone dies, we say, you know, may their memory be a blessing. And that was what she urged the audience. You know, when you think about these astronauts who, you know, bravely gave their lives trying to uh, discover this new frontier. You know, may their memory be a blessing. May may their memories uh, remain with us. So that's just how universal this theme is that we picked. And so, in some ways, it's very, very anchored and very, very focused. But in other ways, it's a very universal theme. I think. Yeah, hundred percent. And in the way that you guys put the film together, there's there's always a cross section of generations in the film. Like even when Alexander's is laying the stone. There's the, the, the yeah the shot of the kid watching the, the young kid watching and then you have the, the interview with the student and so you're all you're kind of like going you're you're, you're the, the the generation that's coming up you're kind of like centering on and they're, they're making sure that they they know this right so like for various reasons right like so it doesn't happen again so like you know like the, all these you know these 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 reasons and then you of course you got the so you're kind of crossing like four or five generations in this 10 minute film. I found I found that very interesting. It was so it was very subtle, but I I, I kind of found it very interesting that how you guys put it together. Yeah, the memory never dies because of the generational yeah. uh, views, you know. And that that uh uh he was a college student. He just came riding up on his bike to his he's house. Like, yeah, he's ben. just like, what are you doing here? Yeah, yeah Ben, because she asked him in Dutch, you know, did you get the the official notice from the city that we were doing this? And, you know, it's like a group of college, college students. He's like, no, I, I don't think we ever saw that. But then he, he thought it was a really cool idea. And then um, McClovey used, used some footage of a young uh, British uh, schoolgirl. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, it was... Um, the, the the original footage was um was actually taken from an iPhone 
And but it, we thought it was so important to put it in there that we went through a process of upraising it and 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 yeah. really really trying to make that point about multi generation. No, it, but it sets up conversation. So like, say I have my six year old daughter is walking down the street in Amsterdam and she sees the stones and she goes, mm -hmm. "Daddy, mommy, what is that?" And mm -hmm. then we ex we explain to them, my daughter's Jewish as well. But basically, we explain to her why that's there and then you know what i mean like so it's there forever you know what i mean it's like hopefully but it's like that's yeah. that's the, that's the imprint they're walking on on memory they're walking on conversation they're walking on on you know what i mean so it's the, you know what i mean it's it's present there's something important about the present presence of the of the stones and it's really beautiful when they lay the you know these flowers on this shiny brass it's it's just a beautiful um it's a beautiful to film it's it's uh, something to see, and the little kids they see something shiny, and they're like, "Ooh, what's that?" You know. It, from a from a filming point of view, it's very lush. It's got some just brilliant, rich colors, and um, yeah, it and it it immediately is it transports you, and it is very meditative, right? And mm -hmm. and you know, in the, the whole film. process is very very meditative. Yeah, very nicely. A lot of work. Those two men that lay the stones in the street, they work hard. Oh my God. You can All day. show that. Like you, mm -hmm. you show that in the, like how important the, the process, like you said that you could have all, you just three, you could 3d printer everything, but no, it's like, this is the, you want the legacy, right? You want the, you want it to, to stay there forever. So, yeah. Uh, so the individual effort makes it kind of gives it, it gives it that kind of like, you know, non-assembly line kind of manufactured stuff, right? It's, it's, it's good. The legacy is going to stay on because of that, that you know that care that's that's taken to to each of them so yeah and kind of yeah really might like i said that this is like you kind of like it's it's one of those things where it's like a lot of times shorts are shorts and they're they got their own they stand alone but this one it's like you want more you want to see other countries you want to see you want to see a bigger there's a bigger story obviously there's a bigger story here right with the people that the the the, the families and what they feel like there's a there's a there's you know there's yeah. there's there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot to, to, this, this, there's a lot of depth in this story. It could even be a series in a sense. Yeah, well, it's funny you should say that because we're <laughs> um, setting up a YouTube channel and it'll be user generated content, mostly shorts about people doing these st stone. Okay. It'll be one channel of, and um, that's being done by the nonprofit organization in the Netherlands that um, that that puts these stones in, and uh, and it's a uh, you know, it's it's gonna to us. It, that's part of living beyond not just this this one little film as kind of a one off, but trying yeah. to have it, like you said, as part of a series. But also being incredibly democratic and anybody who wants to do it. And there's so many small stories to be celebrated um, that that each one can do it. And there's a there is a short film. It's a it's a stunning film that was done uh, early on with the Stones, and it was about uh, an American. Uh, who went back to the Netherlands in the 1930s. He became the first premier soccer player in the Netherlands. He played for Ajax. And when the Nazis came in, he was unable to prove that he was American and he was murdered in a concentration camp. But it, but it was a small, it's a short story. It's a 10 minute story. And it, uh, you know, it's a very powerful story. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's many, many, many stories like that. Yeah. 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 There's not just one Anne Frank. <laughs> You yeah, know, it's, there's thousands. Yeah, which the school that my kids go to is called Anne Frank <laughs> it's public school. 
So, um, yeah, no, 100%, but it's, yeah, it's so fascinating. So I'm just curious about, I just want, so it's a democratic, so people can just post that you need, like if they have a short film about it, they could just post it on your YouTube channel. Right. So it, it will be curated, but you know, so okay. it, the idea is that it's very decentralized and then obviously if someone had inappropriate content, it won't be included, but, but, but anyone with, you know, who has a story, particularly a family story, but any story, um, you know, then they'll have a, the ability to do that. And, and so that, that was, that was one of the things that again, motivated McLovin and I, which is like, yeah, we could do this as a one-off and do it. And, but, but for us, we really wanted to kind of create this legacy, but more than that, like a platform that lives and breathes and anybody who's inspired, we want the film to inspire other filmmakers, but we also want it to inspire people in neighborhoods and streets to then uh, take that opportunity to sponsor the stones to honor those other people. Who yeah, haven't. amazing job. So what did you, what did you guys, we sent the audience to you. What did you guys think about our, what our audience had to say in the feedback video? I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. That's a good idea. I mm. thought it was a, a, a very, um, I, I haven't seen that. You know, the, the 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 other thing that I really enjoyed about that was that, you know, uh, when people see a, a film that's been finished, they don't oftentimes, you know, see the hundreds of you know thousands of little details behind the scenes. And we did talk a lot amongst ourselves about what's the message, what are we trying to convey? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we you know, argue in a very civil way. You know, you, you, you try to say, hey, what, what are we trying to do? And it's really a great feeling when the audience repeats back to you some of the most important themes that you wanted to communicate. So mm -hmm. I thought that was mm -hmm. that that really was encouraging for me. Yeah. Fantastic. So well, well, wish you guys the best of luck. Uh, I don't know what your what your your future is for in more of these films or like you said, you're setting up the channel. But I really this is like a no brainer, like <laughs> acceptance. This is like a, this is one of the better <clears throat> shorts of the year. So it's like I hope it gets it gives the attention that it deserves for you. And I hope it it generates all the success and uh, that 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 you that you desire from it because it's a pretty fantastic film from from top to bottom, nicely put together, but also obviously an extremely important subject as well. So congratulations and uh, yeah, thanks for your time. I really enjoy talking to you guys. Thank you. Very grateful. Sorry, yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for the opportunity, and we love screening it with you guys. And um, and your audience was great. And one of the things that was also really rewarding about your audience is that. You know, clearly, visually, you could see that people came from all sorts of backgrounds and and that that it was also really uh, inspiring that that, you know, they're all touched in in similar ways, but they all had some unique things that they that they um, articulated about what touched them. And that, and that was that was super meaningful. So thanks for the opportunity. And we'll be back, uh, you know, uh, next time you do this, because our next film is called uh, Space for Art and it's a super, super touching film. And um, we won't go into the details, but we'll just say that um, it's it's um, it's it's a, an amazing art project where kids who are in uh, pediatric cancer wards are able to participate in helping to make um, spacesuits that look a lot like almost like an American quilt. So their little piece gets put into yeah. this spacesuit. The spacesuit gets sent to space. The astronauts put it on, not because it's more of a museum piece. It's not something that goes outside of the space station. Yeah. But uh, then they go back, they they video conference into the hospital and they show the kids like, here, this is what you contributed to the space. That's and amazing. Both, yeah, both McClovey <laughs> and I were like, okay, you know, we're going to clear the decks. We're going to make this thing happen. Yeah. So yeah, I got uh, to be this astronaut. 
I got yeah. to meet a real astronaut. But um, I think you, you probably have to go, huh? It's uh yeah, unless you like, unless you want to talk more, but I think we got it. So yeah, well, that's 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 the the next project, and it's a she's a, a fantastic speaker, Nicole, and a wonderful astronaut. Yeah, I can't and, wait to see it. Yeah, you guys are yeah. doing some amazing. That's an amazing story right there. It's like you you just sold yeah. it. So yeah, very powerful, very compelling. But the bar is set very high with this one. So uh, so give us a little bit of grace, but I, I think we'll pull it off. All right, congratulations on everything, and hopefully we'll talk again about that film and our other films in the future. Thank you. Thanks so much. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Schlemiel, Schlemizel, Hassenbemp Incorporated.